0: On today's episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, I told my church no. Do you, pastor, church leader, struggle with saying no? In order to say yes to the best things in ministry, you will have to say no to a lot of other things. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast, brought to you by Daily Pastor. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, back again, Dace Clifton. How are you, man? I'm good. For some reason, I just want to shout,
1: no, I don't I don't know why. I hopefully, yeah. that'll continue the whole episode. We were
0: playing a little hype music before we started, uh, a song called No, No, No by, I don't know, I think it featured an artist called a boogie with the
1: hoodie or something like that i'll be honest this wasn't on my playlist but you know i'll have to check it out
0: i just typed no 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 into youtube and uh we only got about 40 seconds into it before the gunshot started and so um some copyright reasons we can't play it but if you want to go check it out just type no 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 into youtube (laughs) and uh
1: Check out the boogie with the hoodie. This is not an endorsement, but nevertheless, yeah, it's, it's a thing, apparently.
0: Yeah, and Dace told me no. He told me, uh, Kyle, we are not going to play that, and so we will spare everybody else. Hey, Dace, do you have a question or story to start us off with today?
1: <sighs> wow, I should be more prepared. Well, well, my- hey, it's Christmas time, so... Uh, Kyle, you know, no, sometimes you've got to say no, actually. Hmm. Um We're going to be talking about saying no today, and hopefully that's to help people to say no at the right time, but you can say no at the wrong time. And uh, I can think of a few examples in my life when I, I said no at the wrong time, and it cost me one of them. I don't know if this is really going to resonate with anybody, but missed business opportunity. I'm not a great businessman like you, Kyle. But I'm really good at analyzing the market after it happens. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And so, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I should have bought Apple at 80 cents, you know, all that type of stuff. And, you know, or Amazon at four bucks, whatever the case is. I'm really good at wishing I'd done that. And I just say no instead. And I keep my pennies in my piggy bank. And there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> speaking of, what what are your thoughts on Bitcoin? You know, I've analyzed the market after the fact. It would be great if I'd have bought some of that like at $0.12 cents, and now it's worth like $1,300. I mean, I wish I'd bought it then. But yeah, now is there anything I can do about it? No, no, no.
0: No, no, no. And uh, as a point of clarification, uh, Bitcoin is up to 19000 And I remember when it hit like 800 and people were talking about it. And I was like, oh, that seems crazy. But 19 grand uh, here in December of 2020. Dace, enough about uh, boring stocks and investments and stuff that uh, we're not going to do or, or buy. Yep. But we definitely do want to say no to something so that we can say yes to others. So before we talk about saying no and telling your church no, will you start us with the verse of the day?
1: Well, it's Matthew 633. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Man, I love this passage of scripture. Why this passage is so memorable to me. There's a guy in my church. This guy worked at a steel mill for 40 years and never called in sick a single day. I mean, that's the type of guy he is. I mean, tough as nails, but he's one of those guys that's just kind of really humble, really underneath the radar. But this is his favorite verse. I guess the reason why I like it is because you know we we know this verse well, but when I see this humble man who's just been so faithful to his church, to his family, he really lived this out, and so for me, this is just kind of a special verse, you know reminding us of of what's really important seeking God
0: Well, dace, I appreciate you sharing that verse out of Matthew six. And as many pastors are wrapping up 2020, they would probably want to say no to this whole year. Uh, And we know that there's probably been a lot of difficult conversations in the life of your church, um, decisions that had to be made that weren't the most popular, whether we enforce masks or no masks, whether we space everybody out 30 feet apart, or whether we let people sit wherever they want, uh, whether we hold service online, or whether we do it in a different way. Uh, and so I, I am sensitive to that. Um, and that's not necessarily what we're talking about. You know, here on the Thriving and Ministry podcast, uh, we want pastors to create margin, to avoid burnout, and to lead effectively. And so this episode is kind of in that lead effectively bucket. Yep. But let me ask you this, Daze. Why do pastors have trouble saying no?
1: I think at the core, a lot of pastors are people pleasers. And that's not a very flattering observation, but I think it's true. When you're a people pleaser, there's just a natural drive within you to want to be affirmed by people. And so saying no is going to be difficult.
0: Yeah, and along with people pleasing, uh, sometimes pastors want to avoid conflict. Yep. Uh, is, do you see that as another obstacle as well?
1: Well, totally. You know, there's times and you know when pastors are leading in church, and there's people that have been there far longer than they have that have really distinct opinions. And I think every pastor knows that in certain situations and with certain invi- individuals, if they say no, there's going to be some fallout. There's going to be some friction. Uh, another issue that that can lead to us having trouble saying no is the inability to release control. And some pastors want to be right in the core and, and controlling everything. That really has to do with your micromanager types. That is something that if you if you've got those tendencies or any of these tendencies, you know you need to be aware of it and you need to keep those things in check. People pleasing, you know, avoiding conflict. Sometimes we can't do that or control issues. You've got to be. A, conscious of those things and keep it in check.
0: Well, Dace, I agree. And so to transition from why do pastors say no to when should we say no? Yeah. I know you have some thoughts on this and and we've talked a little bit in the past about avoiding burnout. And so that would be one reason I think uh, when to say no is is at the expense of your health. Yeah. Um, can you start with that one? And and. Let's talk about the person of the pastor, and then let's branch out to a little bit uh, larger. Let's zoom out a little bit.
1: You bet, Kyle. Well, everything that we're going to talk about today, really, we want to keep in mind the example of Jesus. I mean, this is the ultimate uh, example that we need to keep at the front. And I believe firmly Jesus didn't say yes to everything, right? Certainly when it came to scribes and Pharisees, I mean, he didn't go along with status quo or the plan. So everything we're going to say, really, we want to keep in focus the example of Jesus. And so when it comes to our health, we need to say no if it compromises our health. And really what that's about is keeping a, a schedule where there are times you realize, man, I just can't keep this pace. You're running, but you're not resting. And I think it's important to remember that exhaustion is not a mark of godliness, but neither is laziness. And so there's got to be a balance in the midst of the the rhythm and the way you live life. And so you know, just to sum it up, I would just simply say that if a, a decision or a series of decisions is eroding or compromising your health, it's time to say no.
0: So I understand what you are saying there in terms of compromising your health, because as we've talked over the last several episodes, a unhealthy pastor can be a huge liability for your church. Yeah, and we've seen and we we've talked about this in a previous episode called "Why Pastors Fall from Ministry." Yeah, uh, but sometimes a pastor who's not healthy, who's not saying no to certain things, sometimes compromises their witness. Yeah, and that leads to this spiral. So let, let's follow down this path. So if I don't say no to when it compromises my health, uh, sometimes it ends up damaging the reputation of the church.
1: Well, it can. And this brings out another issue, and that is that sometimes established churches and, and really all churches can be in the habit of making decisions that are based on what's best for them not the community, the witness, or even the kingdom. And those decisions can be small or they can be great, but it's that kind of that me first mentality. It's we've been here, it's our church, it's it's that type of mentality. I guess you might call it the cruise ship mentality instead of the battleship mentality, where instead of being on a mission, (laughs) I'm on a journey (laughs) to uh, help myself. And so, yeah, uh, that is so damaging To the reputation of the church. The world does not need to see self serving churches. And that's certainly not what Jesus has called us to do. He's he's called us to love one another, but by loving God and loving others, you know, we're always a, a spiritual community that is there for the betterment of the community and the world. And I think it's important to remember Jesus was not safe, right? I mean, he called people to step out of the box, step out of their comfort zone. And so if we have this mentality where we're going to put Ourselves first, it really is going to damage the witness of the church. People see right through that, and I could give you a couple of examples. Uh, that well, let me ask you this, Kyle: Do you can you does anything come to mind? Do you have an example of a a me first decision that a church has made? Uh,
0: sure, but I am going to plead the fifth. <laughs> do, you, do you have an example you would
1: like to share? You know, I could I, uh, a hypothetical example, days. <laughs> well, hypothetically. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is, uh, yeah, a pastor who was serving in the church and doing very well. The church was growing and they were reaching their community. And then this pastor got an illness and he continued to serve. There were elder led church. There were other elders who who could come alongside, although he was the primary teaching elder and he continued to serve. And as his health began to t- deteriorate and he's continuing to serve, uh, it's found out that he is repurposing, uh, sermons, like basically in their entirety. He's, he's preaching. He's other. Pre- he's plagiarizing, people. right? He's, he's plagiarizing. He's preaching other people's sermons without giving credit, et cetera. You know, when, when that issue comes out and he's confronted on it, basically, you know, he, he confesses it, he owns it. And he, he, you know, he shares that he's, you know, he's deteriorating in health. He can't concentrate. And so, it wreaked a lot of havoc in the church, from what I'm hypothetically told, and uh, that story ended terribly, sadly. I won't even go further into the details, but I'll just simply say that that individual is no longer in ministry and had a very sad ending. And so, you know, what can we do so that our witness is not compromised? Could there have been another way? That story ended tragically, but if we could go back and say, "Man, you know, can we give this guy a break? Can we change his his teaching to?" You know, half of the time or a quarter of the time until he gets well? Is there a way we can transition this? Um, If you continue to go forward and there are problems, there are issues that remain unresolved. It's kind of like driving a vehicle uh, that has a check engine light on. Eventually things are going to start grinding together and something's going to explode. That's what happened in that ministry. And that's what will happen in your life if you don't say no.
0: And so as we we're talking about leading effectively and when to say no to your church, uh, we've talked about the person of the pastor, but there's also going to be some things uh, in the body or uh, in the church life that you as the pastor, you as the church leader can and should say no to. You talked about the example that Jesus was for us uh, earlier, but one of the things that we should say no to is if it does not advance the kingdom, if it's not aligned with our church's mission or vision or purpose. And that's for the church and for the pastor to decide. Yeah. And I think that is one of the times when the pastor should put their foot down and say no.
1: Well, that's right. You've got to be willing to to draw the line and, and say no to certain things. I mean, people are going to come to pastors with all types of ideas. And you know, there are some ideas that might be okay or decent ideas, but they're really not going to advance the kingdom in the church's life, in the community, or even that person's life. And those are definitely things that you need to say no to.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that you could also say no to is if someone else could say yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if we're going to create margin, if we're going to avoid burnout, uh, in many pastors in the normative church in America, they're going to have an opportunity for someone else in the body of the church. Uh, to do that and be equipped to yeah. do that. And
1: not only be equipped, but it would be their joy and their pleasure to do it, right? And so I think that, that when a pastor does not take the opportunity to look for other people to equip or is not willing for other people to step into roles, I think that parts of the body can grow stale, can grow stiff and stagnant. I could tell you so many things, particularly early in ministry, that I did at my church, and as I was doing them, I was sitting there thinking, you know, somebody else could do this, and somebody else probably should be doing this, and I did it anyway. And that, my friend, will exhaust you like nothing else. But let me ask you this. So why should you have
0: said no to that?
1: Because somebody else could be on a high lift cleaning the steeple 45, 50 feet up in the air. If you're willing to step into roles like that, and you're a pastor of a church, people will let you. (laughs) I mean seriously, they will let you do that type of stuff. There will be no end to to what they will let you do. In fact, if you use a, the horse and the cart analogy, if you keep pulling the cart, they will keep loading that that cart up. They'll load that wagon up. And so, you've got to say no. It's really important.
0: Well, Days, I appreciate you sharing that story, and I'm afraid of heights, so I'm not going to really get up on probably. that steeple with you. Uh, but hey, I do have this question. So we talked about the person and and saying no as a pastor if it compromises your health and your witness. Yeah, we talked about in the life of the church if it does not advance the kingdom or when someone else could be equipped. Yeah, uh, but also finally, and we talk a lot about this on the Thriving in Ministry podcast. But pastors should say no if it compromises their family.
1: This is really an easy one to diagnose and and that is, you know, would my wife agree that I need to do X Y and Z? And if you're not on the same page, if you're planning on staying in ministry or married, you better get on the same page. And so, it really isn't that complicated. The goal of marriage, of course, is unity, and if I can't be unified with my wife in what I'm doing in ministry, Um, I've got a real problem. I don't have a small problem. I've got a major problem. I am the Titanic and I am headed for an iceberg. And the crazy thing is, I've known guys and, and people in ministry that are not able to get here. You know, Like, well, my wife doesn't understand, or I just have to do this. And man, I'm telling you, that's ridiculous. You've got to take the time to get on the same page because if it compromises your family, church, future, finances, it can all blow up.
0: And speaking of a blow up in, in, in family life, I don't know if you can hear what's going on in the background.
1: I understand you brought, I understand that we've got a guest here that, at work due to uh, some COVID uh, changes in, in in schooling and childcare. And so, hey, I'm excited about this. This is, it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. I think that iceberg you mentioned is living in my living room right now. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Well, sometimes when we're a little bit younger, no is a hard thing to take.
0: So as we're wrapping up this episode, Dace, I want to ask you this. There's some young pastors and church leaders who listen to this podcast. If they are not in a custom of saying no, uh, how should they go about doing that?
1: Well, it's got to be gracious and it's got to be godly. That's the bottom line. You can be gracious, godly, and clear. Um, never should we be, you know, disrespectful or or rude to people when when we've got to say no. And there's ways that you can say no, really, that activate other people. And there's ways that you can say no that turn people off. Uh, there's ways that you can say no that affirm people. And so I think that there is a bit of an art to saying no. In a way that can be gracious, godly, affirming, and even encourage other people or that individual to to go forward and pursue what God's laid on their heart. I'll give you one example here of something that hypothetically I did really wrong. Uh, we had a, a an event at our church where we were really seeking God in prayer over a particular period of time, and this one guy came to me and said, "Man, I, I think that I need to." go and start going to every house in town and and leave this material and and offer to pray for people and and I didn't say no to that I mean I thought that was a great idea but at the particular time the idea of going to every house in town and all of that when he was saying that what I heard was he was trying to get me to do it and the truth of the matter was he was not and so I should have empowered that guy and said man that's awesome you know and you know here's how I can help and cheer you on but instead, being a young and inexperienced pastor who was trying to maintain control, I said, "Oh, okay, great. Well, let's let's get together and let's let's talk further about this. And I want you to meet this other person, and you know, just basically trying to be in the mix and in the middle of this good thing that this guy was trying to do. And as a result, it discouraged him. And I look back at that and I think, man, that was a total fail because that would have been an easy win just with a little bit of guidance and a little bit of direction." Man, he could have got out there and been a, an encouragement and help and a support to the, the mission of what we were trying to accomplish. and instead I kind of I kind of muddied it up. And so, yeah, there's definitely an art to saying no, gracious, Godly, And even saying it in a way that mobilizes people to to keep going, I think is an important thing for a pastor to learn.
0: For the pastors and church leaders listening, we close with this final thought. We say no to some things so we can say yes to the best things. So pastors, church leaders, say no to some things in the next month so that you can say yes, so that you have margin to say yes, so that you have time and finances within your church. Say no to some things so that you can say yes to the better or best things God has planned. Well, as always, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast. As we talked about, I told my church no. Pastors, church leaders, uh, we want to ask a favor. Could you like and subscribe? Actually, don't even like. If you could just subscribe to this podcast, maybe you already are. Um, That's great. But if you could take a minute, it would really help us if you go ahead and subscribe.
1: Well, I want to wrap us up and just simply say, hey, God bless. I hope you keep in the fight. And remember, that's right. You have to say no to some things so you can say yes to the best things. And when you say yes to the best things in life, man, you'll see God work in your life, your marriage, your heart, and your ministry. It's going to be awesome. God bless. Stay with it.
0: Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. The song is called No, No, No. no. Uh. <laughs>